What is niceness? What is kindness? And what's the difference between the two? Well, we're going to be talking all about that niceness and kindness on today's episode of Real Talk. Let's go. Welcome back to another episode of Real Talk with Kane Adams. I'm your host, Kane Adams, and I'm really excited about uh, today's episode and today's topic. We're going to be talking about the difference between niceness and kindness. What's the difference between niceness and kindness? And I think those are two terms which I'd say a lot of people probably treat them like synonyms as if they mean the same thing, but, but they don't mean the same thing at all. I think each term has very unique characteristics uh, which determines it. Um, one term favorably and one term very unfavorably. Uh, and so we're going to be talking about that today, the difference between niceness and kindness. And what should we, what should we be exercising? Should we be exercising niceness or should we be exercising kindness? And what's the difference between that? Uh, so we're going to go through three, three key differences. But before we do that, I wanted to start with a story. Many years ago, gosh, we're probably looking at over 10 years ago, uh, I used to be a guitar teacher. And I remember one time uh, I had this, uh, well, I had this room that I used to take all my students in and we used to, I used to teach these students in this room um, every week uh, for my lessons. And there was this one student where um, he was on a different day to all the others. And so, so I'd had this room booked and then we went into the room to rehearse and there was somebody else in there and, uh, and they were doing their work. And so I said to them kindly, um, you know, hey, I, I've booked this room, so I'm afraid you're going to have to find somewhere else to finish your work. And this person just uh, begged me and pleaded, and they said, oh, please, 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 what I'm doing is really, really important, and I just need another 10, 15 minutes. If I can just have another 10, 15 minutes, then, then that'll be great. Uh, and so obviously I needed to start the lesson, so I just relented and said, okay, that's fine, you can keep the room. Uh, and I left and found, uh, went looking, scouting around for another room, really hard to find another one that was of the same kind of adequacy as the one had I'd booked. Ended up just, I think, going into the small area around the back of the church and, and teaching the lesson there. Um, far less adequate than the room I'd booked. Uh, you had to spend time setting up the guitar amp and doing all these things which aid into the lesson time and then conduct the, uh, conducted the lesson. And so the next day, I actually um, I ran into this, the student's father and him and I get along really well. I know him quite well. And and, um, and he chatted and he said, hey, I just want to talk to you quickly, Kane. And I said, yeah, sure. And he said, um, um, my son told me about what happened yesterday with the rooms. And I want to let you know that because I pay for the guitar lessons, as part of that fee that I pay, I also not just expect a lesson, but I also expect an adequate room for that lesson to be conducted in. And he said, yesterday, um, that room was not adequate. Uh, um, and so, which is fair enough, totally fair enough. But what he said next was what really stuck with me in his head. And, and it taught me a lesson which I've never forgotten. And he said this, he said, Cain, yesterday you were a peacekeeper, whereas God has called us to be peacemakers. So he said, yesterday you were a peacekeeper, whereas God has called us to be peacemakers. And then uh, he chatted to me about what that meant. And, and honestly, it changed my life. And changed the way that I looked and viewed niceness versus kindness. And so that brings us into our first difference, which is this. Nice people are peacekeepers, whereas kind people are peacemakers. Nice people are peacekeepers, whereas kind people are peacemakers. And we read in, um, in Matthew 5 verse 9, uh, when Jesus is 
doing a sermon on the mount, and he's this is part of the Beatitudes, and he says, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the sons of God. So the Bible talks about peacemakers, and, and what does it mean by peacemaker? What did this um, my student's father mean by, by being a peacemaker? Well, the difference here is that a peacekeeper is someone who focuses on keeping external peace, whereas a peacemaker is someone who focuses on keeping internal peace. So it's the difference between external peace and internal peace. And, and what's the difference there? Well, a peacekeeper is someone who wants to keep the external peace, wants to keep everything at bay, doesn't want to ruffle any feathers, so they're willing to sacrifice the truth. Um, they're, they're willing to, to ignore and keep a blind eye, turn a blind eye to bad behavior, turn a blind eye to, to behaviors that are detrimental to those around them, uh, turn a blind eye to, to um, good conduct and what ought need to be done in order for us to all be functional, good human beings, I suppose, um, for the sake of somebody's feelings or for the sake of not being um, offended or, or not having their feathers ruffled or, or, or just everything on the surface, on the external, peaceful, right, and flat and peaceful. Um, but there's a heavy price to pay for that. So in other words, uh, being a peacekeeper is someone who is practicing niceness. Wanted to be nice, just everybody just be nice, okay? Uh, and this is what exactly what I did in that story. So I didn't want to ruffle any feathers. I didn't want to have to confront the person and 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 say, look, sorry, but you have to leave, you know. Um, but instead, I, I took the bullet for myself and I paid the price for that, uh, which is what I shouldn't have done. And that's exactly what peacekeeping does, is that there is a massive cost to it. So So with peacekeeping... You pay a price, and in this regard, I paid the price because by allowing them to to enjoy the benefits of the room despite their disorganization and despite their unpreparedness, um, by allowing them to, to enjoy the benefits of the room, that meant that I had to pay the price and find another room elsewhere, right? Uh, and then the question would be, well, why should I be the one who pays the price because of their failure to take responsibility and book the room themselves or because of their disorganization and their unpreparedness? And that's a great, legitimate, very valid question. It's true. Why should I be the one who had to pay the price there, right? They should have been the one who paid the price. And that's exactly right. But see, this is where it gets interesting because not only did I pay a price, uh, by having to find a room that was less adequate and for having to go out of my way and, and, and you know, eat into the lesson time by setting up another setup and all that kind of stuff. But you see, they paid the price as well. The occupier of the room also paid a price. How? Well, because because they didn't understand, or well, let's say, because they didn't experience the consequence for their unpreparedness or for their lack of responsibility in booking the room, uh, then what's going to happen? They're just going to continue to be unprepared. They're going to continue to be disorganized and, and not take responsibility for what they should be taking responsibility for. Because why should they take responsibility when they just get the room anyway? When they can enjoy the benefits without having to be responsible, why be responsible, right? And, uh, and so, they, so you think, well, what's the price there? Well, the price is, is that it's going to be an unbelievably detrimental to their life, is that they're going to continue to encounter unfavorable circumstances and, and – um, constantly be put in, in positions where they lose out on things in life. They lose out on opportunities because of their disorganization. And they lose out on the benefits ultimately because of their disorganization. And they don't learn that lesson. And so 
not only did I pay the price by having to find another adequate uh, a room that was not as adequate, but they paid the price as well by not learning the lesson of of what it means to be prepared and what it means to take responsibility of your life. So think about it this way: by allowing the short term peace, the short term external peace, um, I I paid the price of sacrificing my long-term internal peace by being frustrated having to find another room and then possibly creating a sense of awkwardness between me and them for the future. But then they also uh, unwillingly sacrificed their long-term peace as well um, by finding themselves in more situations where they are trying to convince people to have to keep their room or, or whatever or or where their inconvenience um, unpreparedness and their disorganization will become more and more of an inconvenience in their life to the point where it'll be detrimental to them, if that makes sense. Okay. Uh, So what should I have done then? Well, I should have been a peacemaker. And in this regard, even though they begged me and said, hey, can I please have this room for 10, 15 minutes so I can finish my important work? What I should have said is, um, I'm sorry, but I've booked the room. So I'm I'm afraid you're going to have to find somewhere else to finish your work. And perhaps next time, um, you might be more responsible to book the room and then you can enjoy the benefits. And it seems a bit harsh maybe, but I don't think it's harsh at all because in that case, then I enjoy the benefits of the room and having an adequate room for my lesson. And, and then they, even though it may be awkward for them at the time, they hopefully learn the hard lesson that they need to be prepared and they need to be organized. And if they, if they take that lesson to heart, and they apply it to their lives, then their lives are going to be absolutely much better because they'll become responsible for what they need to be responsible for. And they can enjoy the benefits of all the room and and, and everything else in life uh, just by taking some responsibility. Another key difference, I suppose, between niceness and kindness here would be to be nice to someone would be to allow them to continue down the road of destruction for the sake of keeping their feelings intact. Whereas... Uh, kindness would be to stop someone in their tracks, to tell them the truth despite their feelings, uh, which will result in them experiencing ultimate goodness or bringing them to ultimate goodness. It's seeking out somebody's highest good. So niceness would be trying to keep the peace on the surface, uh, which will ultimately lead to destruction, whereas kindness is telling the truth in order to bring about the highest good of those that we are telling the truth to, um, if that makes sense. So, then the question will be, well, why don't we do it? If kindness is obviously far better than niceness, then why don't we do it? Well, I think the reason why we don't do it is because there is a cost to peacemaking as well. So just as there is a cost to peacekeeping, there's a cost to peacemaking as well. What is that cost? Well, it's, it's the cost of being uncomfortable. It's the cost of having to confront of having to say things that you don't necessarily want to say, to tell a truth that you don't necessarily want to tell because it could spark a reaction that you have no idea what's going to happen, right? Uh, And so there is a price that we have to pay, and the price is the short-term external peace. So if we pay the price of a short-term external peace, which could be uncomfortable, could be confrontational, could be a bit awkward, uh, then hopefully we'll gain the long-term internal peace between both parties, um, which is far, far better and far outweighs the cost. And so that's why we must be operating in kindness and not in niceness because niceness is easy in the short run, but it's detrimental to us and our relationships in the future. Whereas kindness is awkward and and a bit uncomfortable in the short run, but it brings long-term peace, which everybody enjoys the benefits from. 
Okay, so uh, to reiterate, a peacekeeper is someone who is focused on keeping short-term external peace, whereas a peacemaker is someone who is concerned about keeping long-term uh, internal peace. And I think it's, it's it, what, what's ironic about this is that when you get internal peace, so you follow your convictions on the inside and you tell someone the truth and you be a bit awkward, whatever, and, and, and you confront what you need to, uh, and you gain that internal peace, usually external peace follows. So, uh, and I think a lot of people can probably relate to that when you're going through a conflict in any relationship, perhaps, especially perhaps in marriage, um, you go through a conflict and when you actually expose the truth and are honest with each other and just have the fight and just have the argument uh, and just come to a conclusion and come to a reconciliation uh, and, and you learn how to work through it and come to a compromise, um, uh, then normally external peace follows, right? And then, of course, what's ironic as well is that if you try to keep external peace without, and you sacrifice internal peace, then chances are you don't. You end up not getting external peace either, because you'll be so frustrated on the inside that, um, and so irate that you're having to constantly pay the price because other people are not taking the responsibility that they should be taking, and because other people are disorganized, and you're paying the price for them. Eventually, you're just going to blow. You'll be so irate that there won't even be external peace either. So. Um, Interesting. Always go for internal peace. We are called to be peacemakers, not peacekeepers. Okay? All right. Number two. This is the second difference here. Nice people hide the truth, whereas kind people expose the truth. Nice people hide the truth, whereas kind people expose the truth. Uh, we read in James 4 verse 17. Therefore, to him who knows to do good and does not do it, to him it is sin. What a great and very confronting scripture. <laughs> what does that mean? Well, I think one way it could be translated would be, to him who knows to tell the truth but does not do it, to him it is sin. Because it's a good thing to tell the truth. Um, in terms of this scripture here uh, in James, um, the context of it was that just before the scripture, James was talking about how short our life is, uh, our lifespan. So he's saying, you know, don't boast about tomorrow because you don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. Um because we are but vapor in the wind, you know, our, our lives come and go. And that basically he's saying time is very short. So for him uh, to who knows to do good and does not do it, to him it is sin. Uh, we don't have time to not tell the truth. We don't have time to do good, uh, to not do good, I should say. Um, but we need, because James talks about this, it's important to, because time is so short, we need to ensure that we put our focus on doing the will of God. Um, and part of the will of God is to tell the truth. And so why don't we do it? Why don't we tell the truth? And how is not telling the truth a sin? What, what sin are you committing if you're not telling the truth? Well, I think uh, there's probably two possible answers in this one, and we'll focus on one of them. But one of them will be idolatry, where you don't tell the truth because you're so focused on yourself um, or idolizing something else as, a, as your own God to give you a sense of satisfaction and security, um, that you are willing to sacrifice the truth in order to meet your immediate needs and desires based on what you're worshiping whether that is yourself or whether that is, I don't know, an addiction or, or, or whatever. But I think the main reason, the second reason, which is perhaps the main one, why it could be considered a sin is because we're committing cowardice, uh, because we're, we're so afraid. And basically cowardice, the act of cowardice is to withhold the truth because of fear, to not tell the truth because we're afraid of what people will think of us or we're afraid of the consequences that we're going to adhere to if we do tell the truth. 
Uh, and that's what cowardice is. And so when you're sacrificing internal peace for the sake of external peace, in a way, out, if you're doing it out of fear and shame, which is most of the time we are, then that's committing, committing the sin of cowardice. All right, here is something that you want to write down uh, and remember. If we love people, we must tell them the truth. If we love people, we must tell them the truth. Why? Because, well, let's put it this way. I think a lot of us can have a very warped view of what it means to love someone. To love someone is not to cater to their feelings. Here's something else you can write down. To love someone is not to cater to their feelings. To love someone is to seek out their highest good. And the way that we seek out somebody's highest good is by telling them the truth. And so we may try to be nice to people because because we love them and we don't want them to be upset and we don't want them to be hurt. We don't want their feelings to be ruffled or, or to be offended. Um, we have a choice that we need to make. Either we protect their feelings by sacrificing the knowledge of the, their behavior that they're conducting that is detrimental to them, or we expose the behavior that's detrimental to them, uh, in turn possibly hurting their feelings. And the question you've got to ask yourself is, well, which one has the greater outcome? Which option has the greater result? And the greater result is, is through kindness, which is exposing the truth, exposing their behaviors. It may hurt, it may be offensive, but it's seeking out their highest good. That in the end, it will, they will be better off because of it. And you know what? This is exactly how God loves us as well. This is exactly how God treats us. And we read this in Hebrews 12, verse 11. He says, Now, no chastening seems to be joyful for the present, but painful. Nevertheless, afterward it yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. So, it's not nice to hear the truth at all. In fact, it's usually very painful. Um, But when we receive truth of what we're doing wrong in our lives and commit to working on ourselves and removing the obstacles that hinder us, we can enjoy the peaceable fruits that God is offering us. We can we can we can live in true joy and true peace because we know what we are doing is right and we know what we are doing is pleasing to God as well. And so if that's how God treats us, then we ought to be treating others the same way. So what that means is by by exposing the truth where, where the truth needs to be exposed, by um, being kind to someone and 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 telling Okay, well, let's put it this way, okay? Because ultimately, this is really the difference between niceness and kindness, okay? Is that niceness is just trying to cater for people's feelings, not telling them the truth, and then that is just leading them to destruction, okay? It's leading them to suffering uh, that they could quite easily avoid. Whereas kindness is telling people the truth because we love them, which is going to bring about ultimately their highest good. It's going to lead them to joy and peace, like we said, the peaceable fruits of righteousness. And that's what—that's the main difference, really, between niceness and kindness. Now, obviously, and I'm sure some people have been thinking here, well, you know, the truth can be harsh sometimes, right? And it's true. Um, telling the truth takes tact. I, I remember reading this quote, actually, that says, honesty without tact is cruelty. Honesty without tact is cruelty. And it's true. Like, we, we need to be tactful. You don't want to be telling someone the truth um, in a tactless way. But, and I mean, this is what the Bible talks about is speaking the truth in love, right? And you've got to have both. If you just speak the truth with no love, then then you're being way too harsh uh, and the truth isn't going to be received. But of course, if you just speak love without truth, you're not speaking love at all. You're just being nice, um, which we've already talked about is not a, uh, is not a good thing to do. 
So just to recap, nice people hide the truth out of fear of what people will think of them, whereas kind people expose the truth in love to bring about the highest good in the other person. Okay, and so the final point here, number three, is that nice people have a lack of boundaries, whereas kind people are secure in their boundaries. Nice people have a lack of boundaries, whereas kind people are secure in their boundaries. Uh, and we've talked about it, how niceness is often rooted in fear, whereas kindness is rooted in, a, in security and in confidence, um, security in who you are. And, um, and th- this is around the same point as well, is that people who are nice tend to have no boundaries in their life, and people who are kind are very secure with the boundaries that they've placed. What do I mean by boundaries? Well, think about boundaries like a fence line, just like a a fence line around a property, but it's a fence line that you place around yourself and around your life uh, to indicate uh, what you are okay with and what you are not okay with, um, to protect you, basically, and to protect your life, to protect your uh, uh, internal peace, I suppose you could say. Um, But it's interesting because I think a lot of people can get very discouraged and very, um, well, not argumentative, but... um, you know, they don't like boundaries. People often don't like boundaries because it could indicate the idea that you're pushing people away. But boundaries is absolutely not about pushing people away at all. Boundaries are designed to protect you and so that you know what you are saying yes to and what you're saying no to. Because if you don't have boundaries, then you're going to have no idea what you're saying no to, right? And that is exactly it, is that nice people can't say no, whereas kind people are more than happy to say no. Um and it's kind of like what we're talking about all of the, with the other points as well, is that it's kind of rooted in this fear and this cowardice that by saying no, you're going to push people away or by saying no, you're going to, they're going to be upset with you or they're going to be unhappy with you. Um, but sometimes you have to say no. Uh, you need to know exactly where that clear line is. And so you can not only protect yourself, but like we said before as well, you can um, seek out the highest good in those around you as well. And sometimes that requires saying no. And in order to say no, you have to have a boundary. You have to have a line that you know that is not to be crossed. And one part they they can do what they want and another part they can't. Uh, and unless you establish that line and know where that line is, uh, then you're, you're always going to be saying yes all the time. You're going to run yourself ragged. You're going to end up with resentment, bitterness, internal frustration, because like I said before, you're constantly paying the price for other people's irresponsibility and lack, um, uh, well, inability to, to organize or, 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 or to uh, be prepared. Now, this doesn't mean that you should be saying no to everything. And this is where I want to make a distinction because people might be thinking, well, you, does this mean that we just never help people, you know? And, and no, that's not what I'm saying at all. Um, we, we must be helping. Of course we need to help people. And I think in this instant, for example, you know, um, say I'd booked the room for myself um, and I was more willing to pay the price to find somewhere else, you know, to do some work or whatever, and they just needed it for an extra 15 minutes, even though they hadn't booked it and it was a mistake or something like that, then that's okay. You, you can be lenient sometimes, sure. Um but in this instance, this person had deliberately not booked the room. They were deliberately unprepared and tried to get away with it. And I had another student that was relying on me um, to be able to produce an adequate room. So, so it wasn't appropriate for me to say yes and to allow them to keep that room. It was more than appropriate for me to say no. So I think it comes back to balancing that. 
a good way to balance that would be, um, and we're going to be going right into boundaries in another session, so we won't go into it now. I'll just quickly, very quickly touch on it, is that we ought to help people to do things that they are unable to do themselves or that they are not necessarily responsible to do themselves or it's a burden that is too big for them then yes, by all means, help them, absolutely. That is what we are called to do. But if somebody has a responsibility ability that they need to fulfill, that they can fulfill in their own strength, but they're not willing to do it because they're lazy or because they're unprepared or because they don't want to do it, then we have every right to say no and to not help them. Because it's, because it's not helping anyone by saying yes. It's not helping them to become more prepared. It's not helping them to, to accept more responsibility. Um, so it's about weighing up, yeah, when we can help, when we should help and when we shouldn't, when we should say yes and when we should say no. Okay, all right. So I just want to really quickly finish on this last scripture to end us off today about niceness versus kindness. This is found in James 5 verse 19 to 20. And he says, Brethren, if anyone among you wanders from the truth and someone turns him back, let him know that he who turns a sinner from the error of his way will save a soul from death and cover a multitude of sins. I just think that's a great scripture and that just encapsulates perfectly why we need to be kind and we need to tell the truth um, because in doing that, we save a soul from death, <laughs> whether that's literal eternal death uh, or whether that's um, more metaphorical or internal, you know, in the sense of um, the death of themselves, the death of life in them, the death of joy, the death of peace. Uh, we save them from that by telling them the truth. And, and that's what we're called to do. That's what we ought to do. So final recap, little nugget to go home with, just as a reminder, just to kind of sum it all up, the difference between niceness and kindness is that to be nice is to allow someone to continue going down the road of destruction uh, for the sake of their feelings, for keeping their feelings intact and to not hurt them in, 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 a, in a feeling sense. Whereas kindness is to tell someone the truth because you love them despite how they feel in order to seek out their highest good. Okay, thank you so much for listening to another episode of Real Talk with Kane Adams. Hope you enjoyed it and we'll see you next week.